eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their Have you gotten Rommel yet? What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. And as you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, we got another breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Going to go down to the Blunt County Satellite Office of Go Vols 24-7 down there in Merville, which of course means we're going to talk to the one, the only, Grant Ramey. And Grant, could you please be so kind as to tell the good people of this podcast why we got just another breaking news edition for him? This 2021 Tennessee basketball recruiting class just will not stop. It, it won't end. Here we are. Uh, what is it, August? It's football season. Everybody's turning their attention to football, and Tennessee's got a new uh, commitment from a New York point guard, uh, Zakai Ziegler, uh, he's five foot ten. We used to be a 2022 point guard, relatively unknown kid a few weeks ago. He goes to the Peach Jam uh, in July. He blows up. He leaves there. He went there with one offer. He left with you know, a handful of Power 5 offers and a handful of Power 5 interests. Tennessee is one of those schools. They got him on the campus for an official visit on Monday. He was gone by Tuesday, and here we are on Friday, and he's committed to Tennessee as the seventh, I guess, under uh, prep commitment in this 2021 class on top of Justin Powell, the Auburn kid. So eight eight total in this class. It just kind of kind of keeps on going. Yeah, and we'll talk about that a little bit in the second segment because this it's almost got a Kentucky-like feel when you got eight eight new guys in, in a class in one year. I mean, that's – for basketball, that's a lot. In, in a sport that's got 13 scholarships, that's – obviously, even, even we can do the math on that. That's well more than half of your roster will, will be brand new, which, hey, basketball doesn't mean that you can't win. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. But this edition, Grant, this is one that um, sort of seems like it's the old Forrest Gump jumps up and bites you a little bit. You know, it, it, it's not – this was not a name that – you know, Tennessee's been chasing the land of five stars and four stars lately. That's where Tennessee's been living. This kind of is more reminiscent of early in the Barnes era going to, to kind of get, I don't want to say an unknown, but a, a sleeper prospect, you could say, a late late bloomer, uh, a kid who a lot of people don't know a lot about. And then, boom, he goes out there and has a big peach jam. Bam, he's committed to Tennessee, and he's going to reclassify. And it, it's kind of interesting because we know how Barnes is about point guards, so he's got to like this kid. Yeah, he does. I mean, Zakai talked to Deshaun London on Sunday, 247, a national basketball recruiting analyst, and he kind of broke down all these five schools, these four or five schools that are that are pushing for him. Minnesota, Wichita State, Tennessee were kind of the headliners there. And, and before that, I mean, he was kind of, you know, he wasn't really on Tennessee's radar a ton. It didn't feel like there wasn't a ton of talk 
uh, before that about who this kid was, where he's from, his backstory, stuff like that. So he goes to Peach Jam, and Mike Schwartz sees him there, and Rod Clark sees him there. And I don't, I don't know if Rick Barnes saw him there in person or if he saw his film uh, from Peach Jam, uh, but Rick liked him. Like you said, you know, we all know how Rick is about his point guards. And when I talked to Zakai, he, when I asked him about his game, what he felt like his strength was, he said speed. He said defense. Uh, he's not the biggest guy in the world, obviously, at five foot ten, He's a little bit undersized, but he feels like he's a fast enough, quick enough guy to make up for that on the defensive end can guard 94 feet and those are probably the two biggest things that rick barnes uh, emphasizes when he looks for a point guard speed and what can you do defensively can you run your team can you shoot the ball i think there's a little bit of everything there uh for a kid that uh, i guess from tennessee's point of view you want to get him in 2021 so you don't have to recruit him that much more in 2022 with more competition if his stock continues to rise you can kind of stash him a little bit on this roster uh, because you have the scholarship spot uh, so I think it's good business for Tennessee to go ahead and try to get this kid, get him, uh, and, and have a full year of him in this weight room and, and get his clock started. Yeah, it's almost – it seems like it's maybe the college version of what the San Antonio Spurs used to do so much, which is take some you know, European guy that a lot of people don't know a lot about in the second round, sort of stash him away for a couple of years, bring him back later, and all of a sudden he's winning titles for Pop. So, I mean, it, it makes sense in, in that way. And, and I, I tell you what I really like about it is – you don't want to make any assumptions, but a lot of people seem to think that Kennedy Chandler is a one-and-done kid. Like, he's got to go through the season. We'll see how it goes. You know, we don't know. Uh, and then clearly, you know, guys like Vescovi and Bailey after the season, who knows what, what, what they could want to do. I mean, I guess Bailey could, in theory, maybe have an extra year because of the COVID stuff. Vescovi would have a decision to make also. Um, but you could be losing a whole lot of guys there. I mean, Powell can play on the point if you need, but taking a kid like this, um, and I don't want to say stashing him away for a year, but giving him a year to to get in the weight room, to practice with your guys, to you know, to run your scout team every day, to go against Kennedy Chandler, that seems like a much better alternative than having to go get another kid next year to come in and play point. For sure, and and I shouldn't probably say stash away because I don't know if he can't help the 2021-22 roster. I mean, they needed a shooter very badly last year. They went out and got Justin Powell. They got a guy in Kennedy Chandler that can shoot it. Uh, but Zakai, if I'm not mistaken, shot something like 44% from the three-point line uh, at Peach Jam. I mean, if you can shoot that kind of clip, uh, if, you, if that can translate to the next level, uh, you can help the team right away regardless of how experienced you are, how big you are. If you can shoot it that well from distance, that's what Tennessee's been missing for a while. If they could help find if he could help kind of lift those numbers up a little bit i think he can help you now but yeah i agree you get him now uh when you have it and it's not like he was completely unknown boston college wichita state minnesota there are other power fives that were after him he went on a visit to minnesota uh, wichita state and boston college were trying to get him on campus uh for visits before or, i'm sorry after his tennessee visit so it's not like he was a completely unknown uh but it's a pretty unique story and, and it Tennessee, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, had 13 scholarship players before this, but John Fulkerson with the uh, the free year of eligibility for the you know the COVID seniors, he gets another year, doesn't count against the numbers, so you can get this guy on your roster. I don't see why not. You don't go out and go ahead and do that and, and try to make your team a little bit better uh, really, really late in the process. Yeah, and, and I remember during some of these, um, I, I guess you would say the 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 Bruce Pearl years at Tennessee, he, he had a, a mentality, he had a – a plan that I really, really liked uh, with a lot of these with a lot of these point guards is is he liked big city point guards. He he talked about that a lot. He liked point guards from New York, especially Chicago, Detroit. 
he liked to L A. He liked to go to these big sort of urban metros, these these meccas of kind of you know pick up basketball and, and get these kids who have grown up playing on those playgrounds in those areas. And this is a Bronx kid. I mean, this kid is from right there. And there's something about the toughness of a of a big city point guard that that always appealed to him. And and ever since that, that's kind of stuck with me since then. Is it's just something that I, I really like. It doesn't mean that you can't go get you know, a point guard from the middle of nowhere, Indiana or, you know, Uruguay or wherever. Um, but you go to some of these big urban cities in America, you get a different breed of point guard. You get a toughness, you know, you, you, you get an ability to freelance, to think on your feet, to play in confined space. And this kid at 5'10", he damn well better be fast. I mean, he's, you know, at right. that size, I don't mind a small point guard, Grant, but at that size, you, you, you're going to have to be quick and you're going to have to be a good shooter. And he's a kid who looks like he can do those things. Yeah, I mean, if you watch this film, he's a guy that can get to the rim and he can make contested shots. Obviously, he's got to get pretty creative at his size to, to drive the lane and try to score around the rim. Uh, he is a spot-up shooter. If you can kick it uh, and get it to him, he can make those shots. Uh, and you're right about the the you know the big city, the New York stuff. I remember talking to Rick Staff when they first got hired, you know, five six years ago, talking about how they used to want to go to New York almost every cycle and try to get somebody out of there or a Toronto uh, or yeah. some kind of place like mm-hmm. that. So, I mean, and. and one thing I guess that should be emphasized with this kid, he talked to Deshaun about going somewhere where he could be a fit for four years, a multi-year player. Uh, if Kennedy Chandler is projected at this point already a year out as a potential lottery pick, there's a pretty good chance that he's going to be a first-round draft pick next summer. So obviously you got to replace that. You have B.J. Edwards as your loan commitment right now in the 2022 class, the four-star point guard out of Knoxville, but you can never have enough of that mix between you want that elite talent that's potentially the one and done's, but you also want those program guys that are going to be here for three years, four years that are really going to help you uh, with experience in the second half of the season once they are veterans uh, at this level. So if you can get a guy whose stock is just now kind of starting to go up, uh, who knows where that stock is three, four years ago, what uh, four years from now, I'm sorry, and what he looks like size-wise, if you can add to that, uh, you could be getting a really good player down the road. And, and I really do think that you mentioned the ability to shoot the basketball. That's something that – it's easy to take for granted until it's not there. And, and when it's not there, you really, really notice it. Because if you run, you know, the, the, there's few things more frustrating than having a, a good offense. And in Tennessee's offense, I think, you know, when they execute it well, it's a really nice offense. Uh, and there's nothing more frustrating than moving the ball around, whipping it around, getting a great shot, and then just missing it. You know, that, that that's probably – there's many things that separate, you know, say the NBA from the college game – but in the NBA, they just don't miss those shots. And, and in college, that you still you could take that for granted until you don't have it, and, and that's really frustrating because you you know those things get contagious. You pass the ball around, you kick it to the open guy, and everybody starts to think, "Oh, that's going it." No, it's not. And you just have those nights. And, and Tennessee had too many of those nights last season. And I got to think this is something that when you look at some of the additions that Barnes has made, this is something he wants to correct pretty quickly. Yeah, you got to have that. I mean, you got to have that guy that can step in and knock down that shot. And if you have multiple of those guys, if you have multiple choices there, if it's a Justin Powell, if it's a Zakai, if it's a Kennedy Chandler, if it's whoever, if it's Jemai Meshach, whoever's on the perimeter, if they can step in and knock down that shot, you can never have too much size in this game. Uh, you can never have too much shot making either. You have to have those kind of guys. And when you don't have those guys, it, it hurts you. We've seen it. It hurt them the last, what, couple of years, consistent shot makers ever since probably Lamonte Turner left the program. It's, it's been hard to find that that guy that's going to consistently make it. Jordan Bound was that guy for a while. He struggled his senior year a lot of the times. 
I mean, you have to have that kind of guy if you want your offense to keep clicking on nights when stuff isn't happening, to have that guy that can step in and knock down a couple shots and help you win basketball games. And, and if you can get this guy and you have that scholarship space to use it, and if he can help you win one game, it's worth it because he's in your program. He's learning this system. He's in the weight room. If he can help your team, he can help your team. Yeah, and that was something that, you know, obviously Santiago Vescovi was supposed to do last season. And I think in fairness, that injury did not help him. I think he never – I don't know if he ever really recovered from that. So he's had a full off season now, hearing some good stuff. So so maybe he can become that shooter again that he's supposed to be, right? Maybe Tennessee has enough ball handlers now to move him off the ball almost exclusively and just sort of let him play his game now, which may not need to be his game at the professional level, but at the college level, you could put him off the ball and just kind of have him make some shots, and that's something that that could really help Tennessee. Um, But there's a lot going on with this because this addition, I mean, Grant has said it just a second ago, Tennessee now has eight eight of the 13, I believe, or I guess there'll be 14 this season, right? There'll be 14 because of Fulkerson. But eight of of the 14 will be first-year players at Tennessee, which leaves a lot to talk about. How do you mesh this group? How do you get everything together? What do we think this team looks like? Because normally with a breaking news, you know, commitment podcast, we're talking about what's this mean a year from now? What's this mean, you know, 18 months from now? Now we're talking about what's this potentially mean a few months from now? I mean, this is a a, a much different deal. So uh, we're we're due for a break. we got to step away, pay some bills, listen to products, services, in-house ads, other fun things, and then we'll come back and discuss this because there is a lot of interesting things to talk about with Tennessee's roster composition uh, now with to have another commitment in this class. Sakai Ziegler, back in just a second. Hashtag ad. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the Go Balls 24-7 podcast, brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Grant Ramey coming to you from Go Balls 24-7's Blount County Satellite Office down there in Maryville, making an appearance that, that he hadn't been able to make here in a couple of weeks. We, we've been a couple of, of weeks Ramey-free on this podcast, which, as you know, uh, is exactly the way that he wanted to plan it. That's the, that's the best way to be. There you go. That's what Ramey's doing. And we got a lot more to talk about in this edition of the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. Talking about Tennessee adding another commitment, another basketball commitment, Zakai Ziegler, a five foot ten point guard from the Bronx, New York, a big city point guard, a kid who uh, has just a great name. His full name is, uh, I believe it's Zakai Zamik Ziegler, which is like a triple Z, which would be just a metric butt-ton of points in Scrabble uh, this name would be worth. I mean, if you could use proper nouns in Scrabble, uh, you could run the table playing this kid's name. There, there's a lot going on there, and there's a lot to like about him, and there's a lot to like about what this means for Tennessee's roster going forward. 
But before we do that, just a quick reminder, guys, uh, before we get back into that discussion, take about a minute out of your day right now, maybe 90 seconds tops. Go in there and hit the subscribe button on this podcast. If you're just listening on the website, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. We love you. We're, we're happy to for you to listen any way that you can listen. But what really helps is if you go in there and hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere in the world you can cast the fine pod. You can find this very Go Vols 24-7 podcast. And if you if you hit the subscribe button, if you rate and review, that helps us out a lot. We do this for free. We're happy to do it. The only thing we ask for is that you go in there, please, please, and hit that subscribe button, rate and review. That helps other people find this podcast. It helps other Tennessee fans. Uh, and word of mouth helps too. Um, but if you go ahead and just tell, tell a few people about it, rate and review it, that helps us add more wolves to our wolf pack, and that makes us very, very happy on this end as we continue to grow this thing as we've done for a few years now. It's been a fun ride. Thank you for being a part of it. Grant, what does this this addition uh, of Zakai Ziegler, assuming everything you know goes goes in, and and we think there'd be a smooth transition with the, you know, with with reclassifying, and there's no speed bumps there. You know, we've seen that stuff before. Um, but if if that doesn't happen, and he's able to to get through, get cleared, everything's good. What does this? It feels almost Kentucky like in that you've got eight new players on one team in one season. I mean, this is. I don't know if it's unprecedented for Tennessee, but it's it, it's different, it feels like. Yeah, and it's I don't think it's exactly what Rick Barnes wants uh, year in and year out to have a that kind of overturn. They want to chase elite talent like Kentucky chases elite talent in recruiting, and Tennessee has, obviously. Uh, I mean, this class, they have this huge class before Zakai's edition. They were ranked number one uh, in the SEC and I think number three nationally. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're, they're recruiting on that level, but I think, Rick Barnes, instead of trying to look for, you know, seven one-and-done guys that, you know, could all potentially be first-round draft picks or, you know, whatever next summer, he's trying to mix it with the multi-year guys uh, and the elite talent. Kennedy Chandler, obviously, he's a one-and-done prospect. Uh, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, if he shows up and explodes, I mean, he's a legit 6'10", 240. Yeah. Uh, if he can play the game at a really, really high level, he could be a one-and-done guy just like Kennedy Chandler could be too. So, uh, And then you're looking at, you know, other guys down the roster. Who are these guys that could be – here for three or four years. I think that's what you want to, you, you don't want to turn it over every single year where you have a eight man signing class. And you also don't want to have those years uh, like the DJ Burns class where you only have one guy in that class and he ends up not even sticking around. So I think you want to get it back to, you know, three to five, whatever that sweet spot is like it might be for 2022. Um, but this is a really, really huge class, but there's a lot of talent there. Yeah. And I got to tell you too, I, I'm not going to, obviously neither one of us can speak for Rick Barnes here, but I think if there was ever going to be a year where you had to put in eight new faces, I think coming off of last season is probably not the worst time for that to to happen because, you know, we need to be clear about this. We were a little bit more removed from things last season than we normally would be. Obviously, we're talking to people every day. You know, we're still doing interviews. We're still talking to people behind the scenes. We're, we're not in the dark here, but, you know, there was – a lot less access because the COVID-19 restrictions at that time, you could not get anywhere near a lot of these guys. You know, you could only have, a, you know, a couple of media could be there at games. Road stuff was always hit or miss. It, it, it was, it was tough to get a lot of, of um, maybe the intimacy that we normally have, like the, 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 the constant contact that we have with these guys from the outside looking in though, Grant, it looked like 
there was just a lot of frustration. There were a lot of people who they weren't playing the way they wanted to play. They were a little nicked up here or there. They couldn't get continuity that they wanted. Guys were in and out of the lineup with, with illness and injuries and not playing well. And, you know, you go out in the first round of the tournament. It just seemed like something wasn't right. Like if you were trying to put together that erector set, like it would have crashed. Like like nothing was going right. So I, I think a fresh start right now is not the worst thing ever, is it? No, I mean, I remember talking uh, on this podcast probably back in March or April. Uh, I guess it was March after after the NCAA tournament loss about how it kind of felt like this program was at a crossroads. It's like you, the, at least this roster was at a crossroads. Rick Barnes obviously not going anywhere. He had to replace a couple guys on his staff. He had to replace obviously a lot of, you know, the majority of his roster because of guys that transferred out of the program. And, you know, it's kind of the stuff we talked about at that time. If you're not a fit, uh, probably shouldn't waste your time being here going forward and taking up a scholarship spot because they need to get on with it. Both parties do, uh, for those players that left and, and for Tennessee trying to move on. So it did kind of feel like a, a crossroads moment and all the frustrations from last season and how everything just kind of as a whole didn't go right. I don't, I don't know how much to blame on, you know, the weird COVID summer and, you know, how everything was kind of off schedule and just kind of what this team was like, but you had two five-star freshman guards who you couldn't really count on consistently. They did do some things well. Um, they struggled in other areas. You didn't have a ton of depth. Uh, you didn't have a lot of guys on the bench that you could go to that you could trust. You didn't have a lot of guys in the paint that could consistently do stuff for you. And then you dealt with the injuries. Like you talked about, a few different players had minor injuries that kept them out here and there. So it did feel like with, with Jaden Keon headed to the draft and with guys that just didn't get any playing time throughout the season, it felt like they had to make some decisions uh, going forward on what to do. And, and, you know, with Rick Barnes and however many years left he has in coaching, he's one gonna, going to want to get that roster right as quickly as he can uh, to, to win as much as he can and get this thing back on track after the last couple of years. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that, that both of us uh, – overall very much enjoy covering Rick Barnes. Uh, not that anyone cares, you know, because there's been coaches that I've enjoyed covering who were not good coaches, and there's been coaches that I did not enjoy covering who were really good coaches. I don't think fans care about that, and I don't think they should care. But just for some background on that, I'm saying I think we both enjoy more of covering Rick Barnes than we don't. However, I think we would both be able to agree that he is not the world's most patient human being. He is not a guy – I mean, if you want his attention, you know, things better be going well and he better be fully in tune with what's going on because if things aren't going the way he wants, he'll get that fidget going on. He, he'll, he'll, he'll start to, you know, you know I don't, I don't want to say old man yell at cloud, but, I mean, he'll get distracted. You know, he, he, he I don't think he took that well last year. I think people who – anybody who thinks that one ounce of competitiveness has left that man – does not know that man. I, I think last season really, really stung him a little bit. For sure. I mean, to, to go out to a 12 seed the way they did uh, in a game where they really weren't all that competitive from the start uh, after a year of where there was so much hype going into the season over that roster and what it looked like that roster could do and, and how it kind of just proved that that roster wasn't capable of doing what everybody kind of set out to, you know, the lofty expectations that were set before it. So, He's been recruiting at a pretty elite level the last few years. Now he's got a, at least the last couple of classes. Now he's got to, you know, kind of stack those close classes and build something to get it back to where it's it's winning at a higher clip. Because you know what they what they've done the last couple of years, uh, being a 500 team two years ago, being a team that struggled, you know, consistently throughout the last season. Uh, that's just not going to be something that he sits around and, and tolerates. And you're right, he's going to fidget with it. He's going to mess with it and, and try to come up with you know 
he's, he's turned over the roster. Obviously, he turned over his coaching staff. I don't know if he wanted to do that, but he had to do that. And, and here they are recruiting still at a high level. So he's going to get it right uh, one way or the other. He's going to – at least he's going to work to get it right one way or the other. A couple more things before we step out of here. First off, one more note on, on Zakai Ziegler here. In, in terms of – we're a long way away from from and again we're assuming everything goes right he's able to get in to you know to school and get eligible and all that stuff with the moving up a year and, and everything if that happens how much how how hard pressed will he be to get himself into the mix this season now we're assuming everyone's going to stay relatively healthy so you know if, if Chandler or Frescovi or, or you know VJ Bailey or somebody goes down then that changes things obviously quickly I mean that that's sports right but if guys stay reasonably healthy how how difficult will it be for him to find a way to get even a rotation or so a half and get himself some minutes here and there i mean i just wouldn't be in a huge rush to do it i mean if he can help you sure get him on the floor and and let the kid help you Uh, but because you have kennedy chandler because you have justin powell because you have santiago viscovi because you have victor bailey jr the list goes on of options that guys that can play in the backcourt and can handle the ball, can play off the ball. Uh, just because you have that kind of personnel there, I just wouldn't be in a rush. You know, if, if he needs a year, kind of like a, a red shirt year almost, I don't know if they'll, what they'll do with red shirts or, or how they'll treat those, but if he could sit out a year uh, and just focus on his game and focus on learning this, this offense and the system and kind of everything that comes with college basketball, uh, because he's obviously accelerated his career at yeah. a really – high rate of speed i mean going from an official visit on monday to uh, you know leaving on tuesday and making the decision and enrolling that quickly um it could be a little bit overwhelming but i i just wouldn't be in a rush to do it because you have those options obviously uh yeah like you said injuries would change things uh, if he can help you get him on the floor if he can't be patient with you you've got that luxury it does feel a little bit like a shotgun wedding doesn't it <laughs> you know it's like he shows up and it's like sakai is that a baby bump you got already there is that is that why you're coming so soon i mean yeah i mean it, it's got that that feeling of, you know, the, the, this kid did have a great peach jam, and if you can shine down there, you know, you, you can usually get some attention really quickly, and he did. Um, but it's interesting because um, I, I like this for several reasons. One, I like the fact you can't have too many point guards, you can't have too many ball handlers, can't have too many shooters, can't have many 94-foot defenders if you want to play the way Tennessee does. And if I'm being honest here, in addition to, to Kennedy Chandler maybe going one and done and then you bring him and, and Edwards in at the same time and everything looks good, uh, it, it also – and I don't mean this to, to sound rude because that, that's not at all where I'm going for here, but, but if, if things don't work out with the portal now, you know, these things don't matter as much as they used to. Things can be freshened up if they need to be, right? If any of these guys Tennessee has recruited come in and they're overwhelmed or they're just not – they get homesick or, or, or they're just – they don't fit the system, they don't fit in attitude-wise with the program, which we know at Tennessee basketball is a huge deal. If you do not fit in with what they want you to do attitude-wise, if you don't fit into their their concept, you, you, you will get, you know, ostracized pretty quickly in that bunch. They, they have a way they do things, and you have to stick to that way. I mean, that doesn't mean you can't be a little bit different, but – by and large, you got to fit into the way they do things, and, and it's easy to tell a Rick Barnes kid from a kid who's not a Rick Barnes kid. You can usually tell that pretty easily. So we'll see. I mean, I, I like the fit for a lot of reasons. I think it's interesting. I think it's new, which is which is fun. It's kind of a surprise, which is fun. So there's lots of things to like about this, but 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 we'll see. I mean, this is uh, this is a kid who uh, New York City point guards do not tend to be timid. They do not tend to back down from anything. Uh, I, I don't think this kid will come in worried about anything. I think he'll come in here trying to compete and see what he can do. 
And I like the fact that he's talking about maybe being a multi-year kid, too. That, that could be something Tennessee needs. Graham, before we get out of here, any more um, – we're back into sort of recruiting windows now. Um, you know, they're coming up pretty soon in the fall. There's a bunch of big-time visitors. We know Tennessee's got back-to-back top-five recruiting classes. We know Tennessee – not going to mean they're going to be a top-five recruiting class every year, but that's the level – that's the pond Tennessee's fishing in right now. So there are some more big fish coming through Knoxville this, this fall, aren't there? There are, and, and let me address this on the front end. There, college basketball recruiting, you can take five official visits your junior year. You can take five official visits your senior year. So in an ideal world, you're getting that prospect on campus as a junior and then getting back, back on campus as a senior uh, and doubling up there. Uh, what Tennessee has on the books so far, Brandon Miller, the five-star power forward, the in-state guy, the guy that's been you know a, a target of theirs forever out of Antioch. He'll be here in September, September 10 to 12. Uh, Kaysen Wallace, the guy, Brandon, they had here in June. He's coming back uh, for a fall visit, which is obviously huge. Uh, Kaysen Wallace, a five-star combo guard. Uh, it's it's Tennessee, Kentucky, and Texas, but it really feels like it's Tennessee and Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, it's felt that way for a while. He'll be here in September as well, uh, the, the week following Brandon Miller. Um, he's going to Kentucky and Texas before going to Tennessee. Tennessee's going to be supposed to be his last official visit. And then he's set November 7th as a commitment date if he doesn't do, I guess, anything before then. Uh, Julian Phillips is another guy, power forward, that they're trying to get on campus, a, a huge priority target. I don't know if anything's been set in stone there, but he's a guy that I think they're trying, they're working on to get on campus. Kyron Lindsay is another power forward in that class. Uh, I believe Tennessee's in his top eight. He's going to be here uh, in October. Uh, and then there's a lot of other big names on the board that they, they need to get on campus. Johan Traore. Uh, a 6'10", 235 guy, Ernest Uday, another 6'10", 230 guy, uh, those big bodies that they need to get on campus. So if you get them here in June and then you can get them here for a football Saturday, a football weekend in September or October, uh, that's huge. And, and Tennessee, yeah, you're, you're right about fishing in those waters. Jalen Hitzcafino was a guy that yeah. committed to Indiana earlier this week. He was kind of down to Indiana and Tennessee. With Tim, it was always going to be a factor of kind of do you want to be the third guard in this class because they're obviously prioritizing Case and Wallace and have been for a, a while now to go alongside B.J. Edwards, who's already in that class committed. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's after they're after some elite names. They're, they're still in those conversations. Brandon Miller, there was some talk about maybe him going straight to the G League or uh, some kind of professional basketball, but now there's a little bit more momentum that, that he might go to school. So. Uh, they got a lot of guys that, that are on the radar that are really, really talented basketball players. Now it's just about uh, reeling one of them in or a few of them in, I should say. Yeah, you talk about perspective before we step out of here, Grant. And, and, and this is, again, if you could kind of go back in the, 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 the history machine there, it's not that long ago that if Tennessee and Indiana were the final two for an elite basketball talent and that kid committed to Indiana – it would have felt like just a, a, a punch in the gut, a kick in the crotch. Like it, it would have hurt Tennessee basketball a lot. Now you're like, eh, you know, I mean, eh, there, there's, there's bigger fish out there. And, and you know, there, there's, even if you have to go to fallback options, they're, they're, they're pretty good too. So it's just a, it's a different world because you're, again, I don't want people to take this for granted. You know, it's so easy in sports to take these things for granted, but uh, we're talking about a kid who, you know, is a big time prospect picked Indiana over Tennessee and it's not that big a deal I mean it's it's it does it feel a little bit weird still or is this just the norm now Grant where are you on that uh please I I I started covering this team this this Rick Barnes era on the ground floor so I I remember when Eve Ponds at like number 127 overall in his class was maybe the first four-star that Rick had signed uh, and the highest rated guy at the time I remember that 
making waves. And I mean, you can just go down the, the list of this class alone. Uh, you have number eight, you have number 25, you have number 39, you have number 61. I mean, th- those are the guys that are already in this class signed and on campus compared to, you know, what it used to be. I think it's what five, five-star prospects over the last three recruiting classes. I mean, you can, you can look at the, uh, the, the all-time rankings for all-time commitments at Tennessee uh, on the commitment page and, and the number of guys in that top 10 that are either on roster or have been on roster in the last three years. It's, it's pretty crazy where the, where they've been and where they kind of continue to go. There you go. I think that's a good place to leave it on that optimistic note. Unless you, unless you want to bring it down here before we get out of here, Debbie Downer. What do you I'm think? just going to hang up and make, make the noise that gets on your nerves. I know you are. I know you're going to do it. So just go ahead and do it. You, better, you, you know what? Just go ahead and do it. Just go ahead go, and do it. Just hang up. Just hang up. Just do it. You hang up. You hang up first. See, bye. See you. You know what, guys? See, that's what he did. He, he does it every single time. And now I'm just incorporating it into the show because that's easier than going in and editing it later. Professional. Guys, thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We always do. Uh, say this every every episode, but I, but I mean it. We all mean it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. If you want just Tennessee news in your feed, nothing else, you can get that at twitter.com slash goballs 24-7. You can also go to facebook.com slash goballs 24-7. And that page is updated all day, every day. All kinds of good stuff on there. Usually... You know, more than a couple dozen stories per day right now of fresh content items, and it's just we, we got it rolling. This is this is a good time of the year for that. But if you want that uh, best, most delicious East Tennessee Mountain Spring water right from the source, go to GoVols247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets to get coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, Tennessee baseball, lots of stuff going on with those guys, obviously. Lady Vols coverage, where Maria Cornelius does an awesome job covering all things Lady Vols for us. we got two forums that run around the clock. we got the checkerboard and the summit, where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week, as the name suggests, and you can talk anything you want with us as long as it's not political or religious in nature those are the two no-go zones because that just always leads to a fight and don't we fight enough i feel like we fight enough so so go do that go to govals247.com check it out we got the seven-day free trial and after that if you pay the low low rate of less than one mediocre lunch per month that's all it costs and if you do that Additionally, we will just give you a $100 plus annual value every year for free. I'm talking about Paramount Plus. It used to be CBS All Access. Now it's Paramount Plus. Got all sorts of great stuff on there. Got every show CBS has ever made commercial free. Got all kinds of new exclusive shows that are only on Paramount Plus. Tons of great ex- exclusive stuff there. Got live sports with uh, SEC Sports. So obviously you got the Vols there. You got NFL, PGA Tour, March Madness, NCAA Tournament, UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League. All that stuff, plus new movies, old movies. So got some great classics that roll in every month, just new stuff that every time you, you open it up, there's something new and something cool on there. And also things from the uh, from the from basically the vaults of MTV, BET, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, and Smithsonian. So fun for the entire family, $100 plus annual value in your pocket for free. For free. Pretty good deal. You can't beat that. Go to GoVols247.com and check all of that out. We got all of that for you. We've had a bunch of episodes this week, guys. We've had a, gosh, this will probably be a four or five episode week with all the football stuff coming up. Got the the season preview edition. Uh, We got a special edition with Josh Pate talking a little bit of Tennessee football there, SEC football. Got all kinds of other stuff. We got our season predictions podcast that we've put up recently. 
all kinds of good stuff rolling into next Thursday's opener against Bowling Green. So go check all of that out. If nothing else, you should hear from us by Monday, unless big breaking news happens before then. You never know around here. But it'll be Monday, probably the latest you'll hear from us again. And uh, if not, until then, guys, be safe. Be safe. I'd like you to wear your mask. I'd like you to be careful. I'd like you to get that vaccine. I'd like us to have a football season that feels something like normal. So whatever you got to do, let's do that. Be good to each other. See you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.